right. Well, here we go. We're going to have a couple of subjects up. I'm going to go through rules uh, and you can relax as a real estate agent. I'm not going to talk about REA rules or compliance. I'm going to talk about the rules that you have in your head, probably the rules you don't even know that you have in your head and maybe working against you. So we'll just talk about that and maybe question those. Uh, Then we'll talk about the doctor versus the real estate agent. I'm going to ask you to change your thinking uh, or suggest it and let you work with that concept. And lastly, we'll do a little bit around brand. There's been questions around brand uh, from agents, especially agents getting started. So I'll give you some thoughts on that, and that will probably also lead into our next session together. So here we go. On rules, we'll start with rules. So on rules, I'm not talking about compliance. I'm not talking about legals. I'm not talking about REA. Everything we do in life, we have some rules around it. So we have a value or we have something we're trying to achieve and then we have a rule. And it's normally the rule we set for ourselves. Uh, If I'm in the gym doing this, I want to be better than the other guys. I want to work harder. Whatever your rule is. And sometimes your rule probably works against you. And I think in real estate, that can be the case. Now, you'll have a rule around what your income looks like. You'll have a rule around how many houses you list and how many houses you sell. So it's pretty easy to work out on those rules. Um, Now, the rule that I think is hard for people and where we come unstuck, and I'd like to use it as an example, is around prospecting. So in prospecting, um, rejection is pretty tough. And I think that is the part that stops people doing it. And then they become busy at other things. If you're busy, you can't get out and do it. Uh, It's raining right now as I look outside in Mission Bay and uh, the storm's coming through. Too wet today, Wayne. I couldn't uh, go prospecting. And the same person when it's sunny will say, too hot today, couldn't go prospecting. So we sort of set some rules up. Now, if you think about this, uh, and if you haven't heard this before, here's, here's some pretty normal numbers. At any one time, you've normally got about 3% of the population in real estate mode. So 97% of the population is not interested in your real estate message. They're not thinking about buying and they're not thinking about selling. But 3% are. Now, as we're uh, going into today's market, I think that's probably halved. Uh, It'll change next year. Interest rates will change. That will bring it back to 3%. But I think it's possibly halved. So if we said that, we said, okay, make the assumption 1.5% of the population's in real estate mode. So now what that means is you knock on, get these numbers, you knock on 1,000 doors, 15 people are interested in your message as a real estate agent. So rejection on that, 985. So you're stronger than me if you can get through that. Uh, If that's your measure, I need to get a listing off my prospecting or my door knocking as an example or my cold calls. You're really going to find it hard. So now I change the rule. So now I change the rule and go, on my doors, what am I looking to achieve? And we only count connects. They open the door and we got to say hello. They answer the phone, we got to say hello. The rest don't count, yeah? So on the connects, what am I, what am I looking for? I'm not looking for the 15 people out of 1,000. I'm looking for a smile. As easy as that. And that's what I did prospecting. I changed my rules. When I knocked, they answered the door. I just wanted to engage. I wanted to be different. I wanted them to start remembering me because they're going to see me in a suite of marketing, advertising myself. Uh, and I wanted them to smile and think, oh, wow, that was different. And then I can layer on when it's appropriate, the real estate aspect. 
So my measure, knock on the doors, get a smile, that was successful. And yet I'd go back into the office and other people would come into the office and go, that was a waste of time because they thought they were going to get a listing or somebody immediately into their pipeline as they go through. Now think about this, the smile is the part of the, or the start and the part of that connection, which will lead to the listing. You just got to be patient with that. And again, I make that rule, 18 months. I expect to have them in my pipeline for 18 months, working with this owner. A chance for me to show them what the service really looks like. A chance for me to show them that I'm consistent and that I'm reliable. So that's how I package that, just by changing the rules. Um, and in fact, things started moving faster and I was happier with it as I went. Now, you might do the same with open homes. Uh, your rule at an open home today might be, I'm finding a buyer for just this property. Well, that's pretty hard. Um, you know, your, your ratio of buyers will be one in 10. Every 10 groups through in a, in a normal market, one party is interested. So again, nine people coming through are not going to be interested in that property. So now I change the rule. Maybe your rule could be, think about this. For the person who's interested, lock them in without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, this is the property. Stay focused on it. Yeah, engage. Show them the full value of it. Do everything. Retain them on that property. For the nine that aren't, maybe your rule at the open home is, I'm going to discover how our sky can look after you. Now, as opposed to the uh, 3% or the 1.5% that's uh, in real estate mode, the ones coming through your property at the open, they're in real estate mode. There's no doubt about that. They're either buying or selling, uh, or they just don't know they are buying or selling. So you've, you've captured them already. So now my rule, retain, find the buyer or the bidder if it's auction for this property. The other nine people out of the 10, what else can I do for you? Are you selling? Uh, are you buying? Are you in research mode? And then engage with them. And again, uh, personally, I, I, I think this is a fun business. Uh, I just have fun with them. Get to know them, like them, uh, and then things will roll. If they know you and they like you, they're going to do business with you. And you've seen that every time. The ones who like you do business with you. And then they refer you on to other people. Just the way it works. Here's another example. Here's my last example on rules. Uh, auctions. People say, oh, it's a tough market. You know, people are, you know, they need finance. People always need finance. The cash buyer at the auction is still getting finance. It's just that they own the responsibility of that problem or they've sorted it. The conditional buyer is saying, it's your problem, not mine. And we'll sort it later if we can. So that's the difference. They all need finance. But at auction, uh, most people have the rule, it's cash buyers. Consider this. Consider this. Talking to your client, to your vendor. At auction, uh, we will deal with cash buyers and conditional buyers. We'll give them both the same deadline. I might give your cash buyer uh, a one-minute head start or a 15-minute head start or a 30-minute head start. So now as you're in today's market, in any market, I'd suggest – for your conditional buyers, you tell them, hey, the deadline's exactly the same. So if our deadline is five o'clock on a Wednesday, uh, I would say to the cash buyers, obviously, be there. We're going to deal with you first. Now, if that doesn't come together, immediately we're going to go to conditional buyers. Conditional buyers, I'd say to them today, uh, your deadline, five o'clock on Wednesday. That is when we will look at offers. So you should have your offer written in an envelope prior to that or you should be sitting in the auction room ready to write up. 
And if you have an auction and nobody's cash, relax. That's okay. Change your rules. Don't get upset. Immediately go to your conditional parties, move to the next room, and start working on an offer or a multi-offer. So again, just changing the rules. Auctions, conditional buyers, and cash buyers, same deadline as they go through. So there we go. Hope that's been helpful. Next one. See if I get this right uh, in my head. The doctor and the real estate agent. I was driving along, concentrating on the road, Auckland Transport. I was concentrating on the road. You have to now. Um, More so than ever before, road layouts and cones, orange cones. And I was thinking about the doctor versus the real estate agent. Most people, and I do a lot of reserve sets and I deal with a, a huge amount of owners that go into auctions as an auctioneer. Uh, and as with just about every agent that's watching, salesperson, you'll have clients say to you, I don't need to sell. And I thought, if we were doctors, we would have people coming into us as doctors arriving, sitting down in front of us and saying, uh, and you would say, uh, okay, how can I help? How are you feeling? And they'd say, I feel fine. Nothing's wrong. <laughs> Why have you come to the doctor? No, nothing's wrong. Are you sure? Yep, nothing. Any pain? No, no pain anywhere. Okay, great. Okay, thanks. And shake your hand and walk out. Now, that never happened at the doctor, but it happens at the real estate agent. You arrive in the shop that only does one thing, which is sell houses, and the client tells you, I don't need to sell my house. And just like, I think if you put it into that way of looking at it, you just go, oh, it's crazy. So, in my experience, and you're going to see a lot of this in next year's market, uh, we've got interest rates now that start with a two or start with a three. Uh, we're going to have people that uh, when they roll over and re-sign their interest rates, they're going to be six something uh, or and higher. So that's going to create a lot of pain and a lot of stress. Uh, cost of living has gone up. And most people I know don't have a lot of money left over at the end of the week or the fortnight or the month. So, because they spend it. (laughs) And now, obviously, that's starting to change. But there will be pain next year. And in my experience over 20 years, when somebody desperately needs to sell and they're counting down how many mortgage payments they can make, they would say to me, We don't need to sell. Everything's okay. We don't need to sell. So, picture this. You're there, if they're sitting in front of you, uh, you won't know which ones are in that situation or not, but you must treat everybody like that and do your very best, obviously, to give them every chance. Don't take uh, the fact that they don't need to sell as a fact. It isn't. It's a polite way of masking. We wane. We definitely need to sell. I don't see any way out of this. Free us up from this financial position let's downsize a bit and let's be able to breathe again. So there we go. Again, hope that's been helpful. Last point, brand. Um, And I get a lot of questions about this. People jump into real estate and they spend a lot of time on their brand or think they are, uh, as opposed to, say, the prospecting or the real activity that's out out there. I'm going to make a very simple suggestion and we will expand next time up. I think your brand is easy. It is your name and your face. No one else can copy that. You don't need a, a trademark on it. Uh, You don't need to register it. It is just the reality. They can't chase your name and your brand, or sorry, your face. Now, and for most people operating in a market, you actually don't have anybody else in your market with the same name. So uh, if I think about this building, I've I've got Ricky, I've got Chris, 
Uh, the two examples have got Elias. They don't need any brands, any logos, any, any letters or anything. There's only one, Elias. And when I say in this area, Ricky, they know who Ricky is. When I say Jane, they know who Jane is. You don't even need your second name. How cool is that? And your face is your face. That travels with you, obviously. You're not a logo. Um, logos, Nike tick. You're not the Nike tick. Like nobody knows who's behind the Nike tick. You don't think of any people. Adidas, three stripes. You don't think of any people. Uh, I'll give you three examples where you think of people. Um, <laughs> might, might be a couple of good ones and one odd one in here. Uh, Obama, don't need to tell you anything else. Trump, don't need to tell you anything else. Ali, Muhammad Ali, don't need to tell you anything else. That's all you need, Ali, that's it. Put Ali on a T-shirt, know who it is. <laughs> Put Trump on a baseball cap, oh, you know who that is. Uh, Obama, somebody goes, the interview is with Obama. Oh, wow, okay. So that's how strong it is. Now, let me just do something with those three guys also. Style comes with your brand and consistency. So I would add that in. Consistency is what they expect is what they get, and it is consistent. Obama, to me, is a guy that hasn't got his jacket on. He's, he's got suit pants on. He's got a business shirt on. It's a white or it's a blue, and the sleeves are rolled up. And like that's how I just consistently see him. He's in brand. He's in style as he goes through. Trump, whether you like him or not, um, you probably guess which way I think on Trump. Uh, whether you like him or not, he's got a suit on. He's got a tie. Why is the tie so long? And why does it go down there? And why is it always a red tie? That's Trump. That's a brand. He's consistent about that. Um, Ali. Uh, there's a guy that's uh, evolution over time, a boxer. I can still pitch him, obviously, as, as the boxer. But then his style is he cares about people, which is bizarre. He, he, he made his reputation from being yeah, the, the, yeah, the greatest uh, fighter on earth, you know, and then he uh, evolved that into being the greatest man on earth, if, if you're an Ali fan, which I am. So there's the style, there's the name, and your face, I think, is that. Don't, you're not a Nike, you don't need a logo and you don't need three stripes. Just run with your name and your face. So in summary, we've gone through and we've talked about the rules. Consider your rules. Which rules are working for you and making it easy? Which ones sabotage you as you go through? You're the doctor when they sit in front of you and they say, we've got no pain. You go, well, you wouldn't be sitting in front of me if you had no pain. You've come to the doctor. That's all I do. And the last one is the brand. Uh, just smile. Get that smile back on your face. The brand is you and your smile and your style. Thank you. I'll see you next time.